Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Welcome to the Empowered Hormones Podcast. I think you can hear my tougher every time I move. <laughs> it is a little bit chilly in the house. This is WA winter. It's not actually cold, cold. It's fresh outside. Like it's probably, I don't know, it was uh, 10 degrees. I went to gym this morning. So it's probably going to be, I don't know, 17 or something today. But it's clear. But that breeze is fresh. Like the wind's cold. And then inside... When you sit all day, you actually get quite chilly. Like I find my hands get cold and my feet get cold. I've got my socks on. And then I just put my puffer on because the heating is in the other room. It's not in this room. So when I'm cold, I'm cold. <laughs> um, but really, relatively, West Australian winters aren't that bad. It does. I mean, I was down in Margaret River for the week doing... The workshops, depends when this episode comes out, it might have been a week or two ago, um, but I'm recording it after that week and it was great, it was so much fun, we had such a good turnout of women and the three workshops were all sold out, which is really encouraging and there were so many women there who just, I guess, get mind blown by the things I tell them when I explain my story with all the pain and the parasites and the skin issues and the lack of answers and all that stuff and they're like, wow I didn't know that there was people like me out there and that other women are struggling with what I'm going through and that I could have SIBO or intestinal stuff or yeast or parasites or you know that there's Dutch testing and there's comprehensive saliva testing and there's things that you can do beyond your traditional GP approach and I just I love seeing the faces I love the questions I love women going you are so much like me and I'm like yes good none of us are alone um there's just feels like there's more answers out there for everyone and my you know I always start saying my passion is to educate and empower that's that's my passion like to help women and to look for the answers no I'm not someone who's studied for 20 plus years and has all the answers to every single health concern out there but I'm willing to look and I'm willing to help you look or to point you in the right direction because no I can't do all the work for you and I can't give you all the answers up front but you know together we can investigate and we can look and you know like just seeing someone isn't going to give you the solution straight up but it's going to give you the opportunities to look for stuff and to run testing and to dig deeper and to educate and to empower and to you know actually get some real answers for your health and I think that's really important and that's why I do what I do and that's why I love what I do um so yeah workshops went really well long story short um and it was super fun it was super fun to be there and I just yeah really love connecting with these women um who show up and you know are making the effort and want to hear and want to learn and I'm all about learning 
So today's podcast actually a little bit impromptu. I was supposed to have one with a guest, but last minute she couldn't make it. So I was like, well, we got to fill this gap. So Sheridan, you're up. It's just you and me today, kids. Um, it's not a long episode, but it's a personal one because I have recently come off the coffee bandwagon. And it's quite a funny story because I've come off coffee before, but for like a day or two or, you know, like, or if I'm sick and I'm not really drinking caffeine or whatever, but I just got so stressed at the start of this year. So that would have been not Jen, Feb, I was fine. My skin was amazing and healing. It would have been like March, April, May, June. Yeah, so we're end of June now. So those three, four months, and I noticed it so much with my periods. Um, I was mid-cycle spotting, which I've never done before. My acne flared up on my back, on my face got quite bad, which was really frustrating. Um, my psoriasis came back um, along the bottom of my scalp and the top of my scalp, which for me, if I'm seeing that and then I see a spot on my face, I know I'm stressed. Like to me, that's just my body 101 going Sheridan you need to slow stuff down because you're not handling it that plus like I said the period stuff like my periods aren't normally heavy they're not like not since I've gotten them back the first three were just amazing they'll bang on they're regular they weren't painful as such but then these last couple I was just like what is going on in my skin with the acne I was like oh, I haven't had acne in my back for quite a long time now and also if I start to see that then I know DHEA's up and no androgens up and no adrenals aren't happy and I just know everything needs to get slowed down again so this is why I'm a real strong encourager of people tracking their symptoms and tracking their periods and things because stuff will shift and stuff will change yes supplements will do that but also stress will be a big driver of it as well and we know that you know these when when things change in the body you can test for it but you don't you know if your stress is going up and down you don't want to be testing every month going my adrenals over are they under what's going on now so i did some testing in february when i wasn't as stressed so estrogen was sitting in range progesterone was really low um only because i've just started cycling again and not cycling my bike which I had but also <laughs> with my periods because I lost them end of last year from stress as well for three months um and I just yeah I did some testing because my psoriasis was kicking up quite bad and I was just like something's not right and adrenals are just really burnt out so I have been on some adrenal herbs to calm things down um but because I had a lot of personal stuff going on a lot of busyness of life and my best friend's wedding and a family funeral and uh, stuff with work so I was just juggling a lot of different elements and my body just went we can't handle it anymore and I just went coffee's got to go coffee has to go right now I don't need that extra stressor like I just I can't handle it I'm a ready uh, energetic excited person you add caffeine into that mix and I'm like extra excited plus it was making me exercise even more like I love exercising as it is but I think coffee was giving me that extra push to go a little bit harder a little bit longer which my body just went Sheridan we don't need that right now we've got so much other stuff going on can we not please and then yeah your skin is a massive massive sign of something going wrong like I said your periods but also your skin so one day I just went I'm just gonna have a decaf and the next day I was like oh, I'll probably just have a decaf as well and the next day I'll just have it and then all of a sudden it was like a week and I was like 
oh, I'm having cacao hot chocolates and decafs and I feel so much better. Like I just felt more centered. My bowel movements settled back down again because if I'm stressy and I'm drinking too much coffee, they do flick around a bit. And also my skin, that was the big thing. I noticed my psoriasis just completely gone again. And that was just from getting off coffee and putting some good boundaries back in place work-wise. But really, that caffeine was a huge component of it because, like I said, I do get so stressed. And then what happens is we get these blood sugar irregularities because we're producing more cortisol because we're in a stressy state. And then we're speeding up metabolism because we're having more coffee and then we want more food and then you know we're skipping meals or we're on the go and it's this constant up and down that our body's trying to regulate that we've got enough sugar in our blood and that you know the muscles can have energy your body can have energy it's like when you go and do a workout first thing in the morning and you've got no stored glucose because you've obviously fasted overnight because you've been sleeping, your body breaks down, you know, tissue to produce um, sugars to give you energy and adding cortisol into your body to wire you up to get you to go because you don't have that immediate glucose from, say, if you had some orange juice or adrenal cocktail or some whey, so you had some protein in there, so it's got a fuel source. It doesn't have a fuel source. And... When we're adding too much caffeine in and we're producing too much cortisol and we've got these spikes, these up and downs because cortisol spiking us up and then we're crashing back down, our blood sugar's all over the place. And for someone who knows, because I've done Dutch testing, that I'm prone to higher androgens, that's what's giving me issues, okay? That's what's flaring my skin up because my progesterone's dropping because my periods are late and then my cortisol's increased and... Um, my androgens will be increased and driving up and especially because I go down the 5A pathway, 5A reductase, which is quite an androgen dominant pathway, which will drive up acne. So it's understanding these things about my body, but on top of that, it's tracking it and it's being like, right, okay, this is what's going on. This can be causing some of the issues. And to be fair, at the start of the year, January, February, when and even December, I was drinking coffee every day and I didn't have an issue with my skin. Like my acne wasn't there at all. My skin was clear, right? So it's not coffee as the only thing, but the root cause was stress. And I'm adding other things that make these stress outcomes worse. So it's, yes, it's deep breathing at night. Yes, it's managing my schedule better. Yes, it's not over-exercising. But also, yes, it's pulling coffee out. Yes, I eat regularly anyway and I eat enough food. So that wasn't a blood sugar imbalancer. But I had all these other things going on. So it is really, really important to kind of go, okay, just pulling out coffee isn't going to fix all my gut and my skin issues, but it definitely can be contributing to it, especially if someone's got irregular bowel movements as well. Like coffee can make my stools looser or go a bit more regularly throughout the day, whereas I already have a couple regular bowel movements, so I don't need it for that. Um, whereas some people find coffee is used as a laxative to help them go and they wouldn't go without having coffee or other people just gives them really 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 loose stools so they probably shouldn't be on coffee at all because they're just not handling the caffeine so 
it can be aggravating your skin concerns because it's playing around with that blood sugar balance it's playing around with insulin possibly insulin resistance those kinds of things can change your androgen picture but also from that autoimmune point of view something like psoriasis or you know dermatitis or eczema issue what is happening with those hormones what is happening with that cortisol what is happening with that blood sugar levels okay i mean that yeah regular regulating of things so if there's an autoimmune condition there is an immune component but remember sig iga that marker in the gut that gets decreased with stress so your immune in the gut gets decreased with stress that is more um, predisposing you to skin issues and skin concerns okay you want a healthy robust immune response so don't go lowering it with stress and don't go adding extra stress into the body I hope that makes sense <laughs> and I hope that's helpful for me I won't be going back to coffee it's been a couple weeks off it and I never thought I'd say that because I love coffee but I just know how much better I simply feel off it I make my decaf in the morning organic decaf um, and I still have a bit of dairy because I was like oh do I need to cut dairy out completely as well because that can aggravate acne and it can aggravate psoriasis in some people but I'm still having a bit of dairy I've actually halved my consumption so I still have some but not as much as I used to um, and then yeah cut back on the caffeine or actually cut it out completely and just started working on some stress reduction activities really mindful had a week and a bit off exercise i just hiked and walked every day no running no riding just to calm everything down and now i'm ovulating and i can see it and i can feel it and everything's so much better as i'm coming into this ovulation my breasts aren't as sore my cervical mucus is so much better um, my mood so much better just all these things i'm like oh I'm going to have a way better period this one than the last two and that's because I've done some real serious shift work with caffeine, with stress, with mindfulness. So I hope that was helpful. If you have any questions on this, please reach out and let me know. But please think about these things that might be impacting your skin, might be impacting your cortisol, might be driving you into this stress state because you can take all the herbs and all the supplements and stuff in the world. But if you're not addressing stress as a root cause, then there might be deeper issues at play. All right, please reach out on Instagram, Sheridan underscore functional nutrition. Leave me a sneaky review and I hope to be in contact with you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.